Good morning, Bethel. In spite of what's going on in our world today, we know that Jesus is on the throne and that we don't have to be afraid and that we can praise and worship our Lord this morning, confident knowing that he is victorious and that in the end, we are his. And so if you are able, would you stand and we will gather for worship today by singing Jesus Messiah.
morning. So glad you have joined us today. And by the way, we'd like to wish all the mothers a happy Mother's Day. It's exciting to celebrate and be part of such a wonderful day. Mother's Day is an opportunity to celebrate the role our mothers play in our lives. And today what I'd like to do is, is, is look at the mothers in the Bible look at some very important characteristics of these mothers, look how they apply uh, to the characteristics of God himself. So uh, let's look first at some extraordinary mothers of the Bible. And I'm going to mention four of these. First of all, there's Sarah. Uh, Sarah's in the Old Testament. Sarah was the wife of Abraham, And uh, most of us know of the great man of God, Abraham, and how that God promised him that he would bless him and multiply his seed as the sand of the sea, uh, of the ocean, and as uh, just so such a blessing. And so uh, Sarah was barren. She could could, uh, not have children. But yet she looked at this promise and she stood on this promise And it was uh, 25 years before their son Isaac was born. And I thank God for mothers that are willing to stand on the promises of God. I, I remember a song we used to sing, every promise in the book is mine. Every chapter, every verse, every line. All the blessings of his love divine, every promise in the book is mine. And so as Sarah, the mother of Isaac, the wife of Abraham, exercised faith in the promises of God, I would encourage you today to exercise faith in God's promises. There are well over 5,000 promises in the Bible, and every promise is to you and amen for you to receive. What we need to do is to claim those promises and then act upon those promises. Not only was there Sarah that stood on the promises of God, there was Jochebed. Jochebed was a mother with a plan. Sarah was a mother that waited. Jochebed was a mother with a plan. Uh, Most of us know of the captivity or the bondage of Israel uh, for many, many years and how they cried out to God and God uh, heard them. But during that time, Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, told the midwives, when a child Hebrew uh, son is born, I want them to be thrown into the Nile River to be killed. But Jochebed looked at her son Moses, and he was fair, and she said, I don't want his life to be taken. So she hid him. She hid Moses for three months. After that, she could hide him no more. So she made a basket boat, a basket boat. And she put that boat 
in the Nile River and placed her son Moses in that uh, basket. And I think of the courage of this mother. I think of how that she, in spite of the decree that went out, she risked her life. And when she put Moses on the Nile River, the very Nile that was supposed to take his life was the very river that saved his life because as the boat was floating, Pharaoh's daughter was down taking a bath and others with her and they saw this basket, went over, opened it up, and there was this baby and, Moses, and Pharaoh's daughter's heart was knit to Moses. And she just loved this baby. And as Moses' sister was looking to see what happened to Moses, she runs down to the daughter of Pharaoh and she says, you want me to get a Hebrew mother to take care of this child? And she said, yes. So she sent the child home with Moses, with his sister, and of course his mother raised him. Can you imagine the courage it took? And yet God's hand was in that. What a powerful faith and courage that this mother had. So you had a mother that waited. You had certainly a mother that had a plan. And then Hannah, another mother. Mother uh, Elkanah was her husband and she was barren and could have no children. But every year she'd go up to church. Every year she'd go up to the temple and she would pray. And she would pour her heart out to God that she would, could be able to bear children. Well, Eli, the priest, saw her. She prayed. She moved her mouth, but words did not come out. She had such a burden. She had such a concern. And yet the prayer was going up to God. He thought she was drunk and said, uh, why are you coming to church drunk? She said, I'm not drunk. I am heavy burden. And he told her to go and be blessed. So Hannah, the mother, said, if I have a son, child, I will give him to the Lord. I promise I will give him to the Lord. So she had a son. She named him Samuel, which was one of the greatest prophets that ever was. And when this child, when Samuel was weaned, she took him to the temple, to the church, and she gave that child full time to God. So you had Sarah, which was the mother who waited. You have Jochebed, the mother with a plan. Hannah, the mother who kept her promise. Do you keep your promise today? And then last, and we'll look at the mother who is blessed among women. I, I want to read some scripture concerning Mary. I think it's just great and I love this scripture. Listen as we read from the first chapter of the book of St. Luke. Then the angel said to her, Mary, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God and behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the son of the highest. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. 
Then he goes on in the 38th verse. And Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. And this was Gabriel that gave her this great promise, the very mother of none other than Jesus Christ, our Savior. She believed. Can you imagine this young mother promised to be the mother of our Savior? And yet, by faith, she accepted the fact. Mary believed God, and she was blessed, the Bible said, among all women. Look at the great women, and this is just a, a little list of them. There was Sarah, Jochebed, Hannah, and Mary. What a list of great mothers. I'm speaking to probably, no doubt, to many mothers that really love God. You could identify with maybe a Sarah. You could identify with the courage of Jochebed. You could identify with Hannah and maybe even the, uh, the mother of Jesus, Mary herself. A great illustration out of the Bible itself. Second of all, I want to look at the motherly characteristics of God. You know, it's hard for you and I to understand God. God, the creator of all things. God of the universe that spoke everything into existence. All of these things, God, how can we understand him? Well, the Bible says that Jesus was sent so you and I could identify and know God. The only way we can know God is through and by Jesus Christ. But then we can go a step further. There are characteristics of God we find in the mothers and in the scripture of the Bible. First of all, God cares for his people. Deuteronomy chapter 32, 11, as an angel, I'm sorry, as an eagle stirs up its nest, hovers over its young, spreading out its wings, taking them up, carrying them on its wings. So God cares for us today. So we're able to identify with the concern, the care, and the love of God as he gives us the illustration, certainly, of the eagle. God will care for you as the eagle cares for her young. God will guide you as the eagle will take care of her young and guide her young. Second of all, we look at Psalms chapter 22, verses 9 and 10. Listen to this, very important verses. But you are he who took me out of the womb. You made me trust while on my mother's breast. I was cast upon you from birth. From my mother's womb, you have been my God. You see, God gave the joy and the trust from infancy. God has taken care of you and I. As a mother would take care of her infant child, God takes care of us. You see, I don't understand the love of God, but the love of a mother I can understand, and it helps me to identify and understand, certainly, the love of God. And then we find in Isaiah chapter 49 and verse 15, can a woman forget her nursing child and not have compassion on the son of her womb? 
Surely they may forget. God says, yet I will not forget you. I think this is a beautiful, comforting picture of God's great love and care and nourishing to us today. The mother cannot forget her child. Neither can God Almighty forget you. You wonder sometimes, God, are you aware of me? Are you aware of what I'm going through? Yes, he is. God won't forget you. As her mother won't forget her child, God won't forget you. And then we find in Isaiah chapter 66, verse 13, as one whom his mother comforts, so I will comfort you and you shall be comforted in Jerusalem. How God comforts us. The same image occurs. God's motherly comfort of his people. You know, I remember when I was about six years old, I broke my arm and uh, I had to go to the uh, emergency room and the operating room. And I'll never forget laying there afraid. I was afraid of just being in the hospital, let alone the pain of the arm break. And I remember so distinctly today, my mother came in and she leaned over me and kissed me and she said, son, I love you. That was so comforting to me. And if you break your arm spiritually, if you hurt spiritually, let God lean over you like a mother and kiss you and say, I'll take care of you. I'll watch over you. I'll let no harm come nigh you. You say, preacher, I go through things. That's when it is very comforting. And lastly, we find in Matthew chapter 23 and verse 37. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the one who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her. Listen to what Jesus said, and I think it's so important for us today to understand his care for us. How often I would have gathered your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, and you were not willing. I was raised on the farm and understand the care of a female chicken as she has her what we call them biddies and her chicks. And if a hawk, and there were times a hawk would fly over, she'd give a sound and here comes the chickens running to her and she'd open her wings and they would be under her wings of protection. God protects you today. And God is saying, I want to comfort you as a hen would comfort her brood and, and love you. So we have the extraordinary mothers of the Bible, which I think are just great examples of God's love. And then we have the motherly characteristics of God. God's love is displayed in a mother's love. Isn't that wonderful? And then last, a mother's influence. And I want to read 2 Timothy chapter 1 in verses 1 through 5. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, according to the promise of life, which is in Christ Jesus. To Timothy, a beloved son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. Verse 3. Paul said, I thank God whom I serve with a pure conscience as my forefathers did 
as without ceasing, I remember you in my prayers night and day. Who is he talking about? His spiritual son, Timothy. And he remembers him night and day. And then verse 4 says, Greatly desiring to see you, being mindful of your tears, that I may be filled with joy. When I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt, listen to this, first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and am persuaded that same kind of faith dwells in you. It was a genuine faith, a real faith. Now, Timothy was a spiritual son of, uh, of the Apostle Paul. And Paul wrote two books to young Timothy. And what a blessing he was. And, and, and he was recognizing his young years with his mother and with his grandmother. Eunice knew what it was to demonstrate a real faith. In fact, the Bible says, if you look at it, it was faith unfeigned, unhypocritical, a genuine faith. Let me ask you, Mom, let me ask you, do you exercise that kind of faith? Is it real? Is your faith and trust and walk with God, is it real? Eunice had that kind of faith. Paul says that the faith dwelt in them. Dwelt in them means to inhabit them, to be fixed in them as a permanent resident. Is your faith real? Is it there every day? Sure, we all struggle. But is that faith alive and real and permanent? Eunice, the mother of Timothy, she had that kind of faith. Godly mothers honors God's Word and trains the child. Let me read also verses 14 and 15. See, I believe every mother, godly mother, will train that child up in the ways of the Lord. Notice verses 14 and 15 of 2 Timothy 3. But you must continue in the things, Paul says, which you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them, and that from childhood you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. It is very clear that the foundation of Timothy was a faith that his mother and grandmother built upon when he was a young man. And that's so important to our children today, to teach them the ways of the Lord. And the way we teach them, of course, is through and by his word. The main way your children will grow up to love and serve God is through his word. And she passed this on. Because she had a love for God's word, a love for the scripture. Do you enjoy reading your Bible? Do you enjoy studying the word? Do you enjoy teaching those to your children? And most important, do you live those things out? The word of God. So here was a mother of young Timothy. Here was a grandmother of young Timothy. Even though that Eunice was married to a Greek, which evidently did not have faith in the Jehovah and the God that they did. And yet she trusted God. She loved the word of God. 
She exercised faith in God and she lived out that word and that faith before her son, Timothy. God's word is full of instructions on how to live in such a way that can enable your children to enjoy the abundant life promised by God. Someone says, well, I'm going to let my children choose what they do. Do you let them choose to brush their teeth or do you make them brush their teeth? It's important that we instruct them. It's important that we love the word of God, that we cherish the lifestyle of serving God that we'll say to our sons and our, our daughters, this is the way we want you to live. We want you to go to church. I thank God for the life that my mother lived and the testimony that she had. There were times that she would take us three children and she would start walking to church. You say, walking to church? Yes. And church was seven miles away. But she was dedicated to God. She was dedicated to the church attendance. And she wanted to make sure that her sons and daughter were raised to follow in her footsteps. And that love, that concern for God, that love and that concern for his word. And I'll tell you something else about our mother. She was a, a woman of prayer. She prayed all during the night. She knew what it was to, to come before the Lord and trust God for her kids. Let me ask you something. Do you know the worth of uh, the word of God? Do you know the worth of exercising faith in God? I encourage you, my friend, to allow God to speak to you, to lead you, and to guide you. So, we have the extraordinary mothers of the Bible, which is wonderful. Listen, if you haven't studied that, look up the mothers in the Bible. Study the women of the word of God because they were strong and faithful to God. And then we have the motherly characteristics of God. God, this is the way you are. You know how to soothe us, love us, reach out tenderly to us, caress us, and as it were, hold us close to you. We lean upon you and trust you. And in this day and hour when there needs to be hope and trust in God for that hope, I would encourage you to love him. Let him lead you. Let him guide you. And let him care for you. I have at the end of this, never underestimate the godly influence you can have on the lives of your children. We have some great leaders in our church here at Bethel Christian Center, uh, men and women, and they teach our children. We have a wonderful children's ministry, and they reach out to them in love and tenderness, and they care for them, they visit them, they teach them, and they live the life before them. So if, if you're not a mother, maybe, maybe you would like to say, hey, I want to, I want to be an example to someone, get involved. And be an example in front of children and young people today. But maybe you don't know Christ. If you don't know him, you need to know him. You can love him. You can understand his love to you. You can understand his tenderness to you. You can understand his care for you if you know him as your personal savior. I would encourage you if you've never had a relationship with Christ to experience that relationship. 
to accept him as your personal Savior. I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray especially for all mothers. I don't know where you are. You may be facing a trial, a temptation. You may be facing something that is concerning you and bothering you, burdening you, burdening you down. I want to pray for you that God will touch your life, give you strength. And then if you're not a Christian, I want you to become one. Let us pray. Father, we're so thankful for your promises. And we know that every promise that you've given unto us is yea and amen. It's for us today. And we can receive that. And Lord, I want to pray for every mom that you would touch their lives today. Let them feel wanted, loved, cared for, and blessed. Most of all, blessed by your hand. Bless them, dear God, for the sacrifices that they made, for the seed that they've planted into many hearts and many lives. We pray, God, that you would help their testimony to be so real and their faith, dear God, to be unfeigned and real. Keep them in your care. Touch that man or woman, Lord, that's calling on you at this time. Look unto you in Christ's name. We believe that and we thank you for it. Amen. And amen. God bless you. Have a great day. The clouds be
Oh